It's 4 o'clock, 92.3, your number one family radio. Always know this. Having somewhere to go is home. Having someone to love is family. And having both is a blessing. Inspiration. 92.3 FM. Lagos is one of the fastest growing cities in the world and the fifth largest economy in Africa. The city is growing so fast that censuses can't keep up. Lagos stands for rapid urbanization, but the city is faced with numerous challenges that comes with urbanization. Join us in the conversation on Rethinking Lagos show as we speak with policymakers, researchers, and politicians to address issues such as mobility, climate change, waste, housing, energy, and urban planning every Thursday by 4 p.m. on Inspiration 92.3. This program is brought to you by Rethinking Cities in collaboration with Eric Boris Stifkon. sound you know it's time for the program rethinking lagos and it's right here 92.3 inspiration fm broadcasting live from the beautiful and prosperous city of lagos lagos how are you doing today is the 24th of november 2022 captain smart is my name uh you know the program is for a sustainable lagos is for a livable lagos is for a lagos that all of us right here in the city will be proud of so what do you make of the city of lagos if you were to rethink the city of lagos what would it be we're looking at housing transportation the environment talking about environmental sanitation we're looking at security we're looking at the ease of doing business and of course today we're going to be looking at climate change the issue of climate change in the city of lagos uh, when you hear climate change what really comes to your mind uh, what do you think about that uh, what do you think it means uh, what does it portend for the city of lagos we'll be looking at all of that uh, today on the program the guest who is already online with us uh, from abuja is tony oshaniwa tony oshaniwa is a nature cares resource center founder and the executive director as well. Tony, good afternoon or good evening to you and welcome to Rethinking Lagos. Good evening and thank you indeed for having me on the program. It's a pleasure to talk about how to move our dear state Lagos forward and also how we have been trying with the government to promote sustainable development. 
thank you for this opportunity thank you once again absolutely and uh, lagos just let you know that uh, this program is for you so you can join us anytime you will we're throwing open the phone lines right now the numbers to call 0700-923-923-923-0700-923-923-923-923 the other line is for whatsapp messages only you can send those messages to 0817-313-6193 0817-313-6193 if you love lagos you live in lagos and you want lagos to work you want a lagos of your dream a lagos that is sustainable livable and all of us will be proud of you have to join us on this program between now and the next uh, 40 minutes or thereabout we're talking nothing else but lagos tony let me come back to you you know when we say climate change uh it's a very common <laughs> cliche these days but not everybody really understands what climate change is all about so can we start from there when you say climate change what exactly are you talking about okay i think it's a very good question for for to first define the word climate change so looking at the two words climate and then the change uh from the elementary aspect of it when we talk about the climate we have to first of all understand what the weather pattern is so in every city every nation or every country every geographical region we talk about the different word the weather pattern i mean in lagos it might be hot today in abuja now it is hot there's no rain so there is a pattern that we know in terms of our weather that we observe every year there's the rainy season there's the dry season there's the amateur season now this change in this weather pattern so we know that so so uh, it rains from certain days and months of the year and this is what we have been observing for a lot of time but there has been this change in the pattern that we have seen in this weather condition the change in this weather condition that we have observed over a period of scientists will say 30 years the change in this weather pattern is what we call climate change uh, so, irregularity of the rainfall pattern, increase in temperature. Uh, we are seeing excess rainfall. Some places have no rain. We are saying that uh, what we do know before is not what we observe now. So, the change in the weather pattern is what we call climate change. Mm. Uh, so, it is not that it has not been changing. It has always, I mean, there's always been changes in this pattern. But now we're seeing a drastic change in what we do know because mm. of our activities. Mm. So, so Tony, should anybody living in Lagos be worried about your explanation now? I mean, somebody can say, waiting concern me, concern climate change. Yeah, we, we, everyone is concerned, of course. It depends on where you are living in Lagos. But I think everyone of us should be more concerned. Lagos is one of the city, coastal city, as we say. Uh, we are surrounded by the surrounded by the coast, and uh, one of the issues is that uh, we are prone to uh, sea level rise, we are prone to flooding, and so we all should be worried about how we treat the environment, or what we do 
that can be of negative impact to us uh, uh, on our day-to-day activities. So, of course, everyone should be concerned. Uh, those who are so old in Lagos knows that some places are so rich in vegetation before or the wetland, but these days more of them are also uh, disappear. Uh, we that live in Lagos in the whole times, you know that there are some particular uh, food or let me say seafood that we are blessed with, but these days they are either scarce or they are limited or they are no more. In Lagos State, we have certain areas where people love to be go to, but these days we have lost all the trees or the or the mangroves that are there. So of course there are changes that we see, and we all should be worried, and we need all need to act. So 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 how do how do these changes now? How how have they? affected Lagos, these changes you talked about, because as you were talking, my mind uh, continued to flash to a certain point where these things you have talked about have disappeared. Uh, very close to us here uh, on Victoria Island, uh, the Bar Beach, for instance, uh, the, the water levels, the water used to even get up to where the road is right now, but uh, a city has emerged from there. So w- what are the implications of these? Okay, so when we talk about climate change, we're understanding that uh, these changes are caused either by natural phenomena or they are called by man activities. Those that are natural, there's little or nothing we can do than to see how to cope. Uh, but those that we are triggered by man activities, uh, those are the issues we need to uh, address. And also when we talk about climate change, you know, the world, there are two basic or three basic issues that come to mind. One is how do we reduce the, the emission of gases into the atmosphere. Second is how do we cope with the impact that we are seeing. Uh, so when we talk about reduction of emission, then you will come to what we call mitigation approaches. What can we do to reduce uh, or release of these gases to the atmosphere? Or what can we do to absorb the gases that have been released to the atmosphere? Uh, so that is mitigation approach. So, example, the Lagos State government have been doing the best for the past few years now. As you know, July 14 every year, we do what we call tree planting day. So tree is one of the natural I mean, resources that we have that can absorb the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and that has to control or uh, regulate the gases in the atmosphere. Also, there have been policy and pushes towards uh, adopting new energies, what we call renewable energies, solar, wind, and the rest. Uh, all these approaches are to reduce the emission of gases. But in Lagos, of Africa in the whole, our biggest challenge is how do we cope? Uh, we are prone to flooding. Almost every year in Lagos, we experience flooding. So the question is, what can we do to reduce some of this activity? So we are exposed to flooding, uh, sea level rise. If you go to Badagri area, there have been what you call uh, water, the, the movement of salt water into the, the groundwater, contaminating the groundwater, making, we call it uh, salinity, something like that, where the seawater moves into the communities and their waters become uh, not uh, suitable for drinking. Those people, Lagos State, as you know, one of our greatest strengths is uh, uh, the, the ocean economy. I mean, where I talk about ocean economy, where we talk about fishing, we talk about the seafood, 
And if you go to places like Korodu, Ekwe, you can interacting with the community members, you can see that there has been a decline, decrease, or disappearance of this species. So looking, we need to look at each sector if you want to act uh, to see how we can cope and uh, keep what we do alive in Lagos State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Casey joined us now. It is Rethinking Lagos on Inspiration 92.3 FM. And uh, Captain Smart is my name. I'm talking this evening with uh, Tony Oshaniwa. Tony Oshaniwa is a Nature Cares Resource Center founder and executive director. And we're talking about climate change in Lagos. Uh, you can call us on the phone 0700 923 923. That's 0700 923 923. Or you can send us a message on WhatsApp 0817-313-6193. 0817-313-6193. If you have or what you think government and even the generality of the citizens or residents in Lagos can do uh, to help to mitigate the, uh, the, the, the threat of climate change uh, on our environment. You're welcome to do that. Uh, uh, Tony, let me, let me come back to you. A, a lot of persons have been talking, especially uh, given the recent issue of flooding uh, across the country. Of course, uh, some parts of Lagos were affected by by flooding uh somewhere in mile 12 yeah i was told uh by by somebody who is very reliable i, I was told that uh, people started to move from community to community uh on on keno they, they had to move on keno at one point there was a family a woman and her two children uh, plus uh both uh, uh the, the, the the man paddling the keno they were swept off by the floodwaters and were never seen again. Uh, it, it looks like we wait for every year for this to happen and then we're just reactionary. We, we don't take the initiative to see what we can do uh, to to stop this from happening. We wait for the floodwaters to come. We wait for homes to be washed away. We wait for businesses and livelihoods to be to be swept up by the floodwaters. Is there nothing we can do given the fact that we know that... Uh, the, the ozone layer has been impacted negatively. Is there nothing people who are in coastal areas like Lagos can do to be able to uh, mitigate the, the, the losses that occur this time? It's uh, a very good question, and thank you uh, for this question. Also, first of all, I would like to uh, send my condolence to those who lost uh, life and maybe lost property in the last flooding. Uh, this is this has become more like a a, a Hanoa event in Lagos, and the question is, what can we do as Lagosian, or what can the government do? I must say there have been a lot of discussion on this area, but uh, we need to look at it from different uh, space or angle, if you will call it. Uh, first of all, as I said in the beginning, Lagos, the city is within the coastal region. Uh, surrounded by lots of uh, these uh, issues. Uh, the first question is that there's nothing we can do. We are, we are living in this city. We just need to live with flood. There's a concept that says living with flood. So the first thing we have to talk about is why there are available policies, are there laws in, the, uh, uh, in, in, uh, in legal states that address the issue of flood? Yes, there are different laws. And I believe these laws have set up different departments. In the Ministry of the Environment, we have what we call 
the Office of the Drainage Services, ODS. Mm. Uh, the office has been saddled with responsibility to manage flooding issues in Lagos State. That means construction of drainage pathway and also evacuating of the drainage pathway. If you observe before this rain this year, which I will also give kudos in the past two administrations, I know there were challenges of uh, moving those offices to different ministries. But I think they are back now to the Ministry of Environment and they have been fully supported by the government. Uh, beginning of this year, before the rain, you can see a lot of um, uh, what to call, uh, there's what to call emergency flood uh, evacuation team. If I'm, I don't know what to call them again. They were there to go to those areas that have been known to be prone for flooding. And they did a lot of uh, clearing of the drainages, especially areas, as I've mentioned, at least those I witnessed in Ogba and those others. And then there were also construction of new places. So one is to clear those drainages. I think we had this where we as negotiation comes in. During the rainy season, it's not a time for you to discharge all your waste into the drainage system. We see that every time where people keep on discharging their, 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 their waste especially the plastic, into the drainage system. This is one of the greatest challenges affecting us. Because once the drainage system or pathway are blocked, then, of course, the water will always find a way to uh, move to. So I think there's more effort to educate, create more awareness in this angle for behavioral change. People should stop throwing their drainages. I mean, their waste. Mm. I know there was issue of waste challenge in in, this, in the state for the past two to three four months now. I know there have not been adequate collection of waste from homes or from streets, so people resorted to throwing them in the drain. So I think those two areas need to be looked into every year, proper waste collection and proper uh, cleaning of the drainages. But one other aspect I've seen is that working with the local government and the state government, they, in some areas there have been construction of new drainages. So the question also we are going to ask ourselves is that the materials uh, that are being used. So sometimes the one you mentioned on those areas, if you really watch the videos that were circulating online, uh, then we, bring to, we, kick, we ask the question, were these materials, were they, were they uh, genuine materials, were they inspected, were these things constructed based on the standards or rest? Because once the water comes and these things cannot be told, the water flows, then of course they collapse. And this will bring in more inflow of waters. So I think also we need to look more into standards of materials being used in the drainage uh, construction. And then I think one of the things also we need to take important is that before this rain, of course, there was early warning to those people living in those communities that uh, they should, if advised, leave those areas. I mean, these are natural things. There's nothing you can do sometimes. You just need to leave so that to save life and then see what you can do after. And we can see all over the world, not only Nigeria, we are all, I mean, everywhere in the world, uh, when the water begins to wage its war, the best thing for you is to just uh, leave those areas. So uh, then one other area I would like to speak to that I think I've also shared on different uh, fora or platforms is that in Lagos State, we talk about, example, uh, security trust fund. We talk about educational transport. Nobody ever talks about flood trust fund or flood emergency trust fund. We as a state, I think we should start looking at that area where both the private sector, the government can come together. The government cannot do this alone. I think we need to start coming together and set aside some funds that can address flood emergency issues. 
I mean, that's we've developed a lot of planning within the state, build structures, build teams that can be able to address issues. But what we do, as you said, is mostly proactive. We just, I mean, we just react to issues. I think moving forward in the next uh, government that will be coming, I think the government needs to put, uh, I mean, put together a team or a program that will talk about flood uh, trust fund. A fund that will be available to properly fund those agencies, address those areas. There are, there, are lot of, there are a lot of plans. If you go to the ODS, there are what you call uh, drillage master plans. The question is, are these plans being implemented as, as proposed? Are they being indeed, are there political way to carry out these issues? So there are many, the issue of flood is not just one answer. We need to look at it in a very holistic way and move forward as a state. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Tony. Stay, stay on the line for us. 0700-923-923-923 is the number that you can call. 0700-923-923-923. We're discussing climate change in Lagos uh, today. And uh, Tony is my guest on the line uh, this evening looking at uh, this issue. Tony uh, Oshaniwa, who is the uh, founder and the executive director of Nature Cares Resource Center. Uh, do, you have, um, do, do you have something to say about climate change? You can call us now. You have an advice, you have a question, you have a complaint. The phone lines are open. Hello, good evening to you. Yeah, Captain Smart, good evening. Thank you so much for calling us. What's your own name and where are you calling us from? Okay, my name is Mr. Moye, calling you from Ikudu. Go ahead, sir. All right. The simple truth remains that the government is not helping matters as far as this flooding issue is concerned. You can agree with me that Ambode refused from Yanuwuru how many kilometers of water at the Bank River. Getting to Adeniji the other time, Faisola refused how many kilometers of water. And all these places are where the water, the flood, the, 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 you know, the, the sea absorbs the over, overload the water. But when all these places, I'm just, just mentioning few. If you come to Ikrodu here, at Majudu, the government is also sampling. Everywhere in Lagos, and most especially in all the, you know, riverine areas, there are some filling the, 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 the water. And when the flood comes, it can no longer see, the, the, the sea can no longer see a, a space to absorb all this water. And the, all these things will continue to cause flooding. And the more the government continues to sample and build houses, the more we continue to get flooding. This is just the simple truth. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Nwoye. Thank you for your call there. 0700-923-923-923. From flooding uh, to the changes in the weather. It uh, looks like... Uh, the weather is becoming very, very hot these days. Uh, Tony, before before we get there, uh, picking up from where the caller uh, left off, the issue of uh, building, building on waterways or actually obstructing these waterways and the recklessness with which um, uh, the residents in Lagos uh, dispose of their waste. 
let's let's look at that but let's let's begin from these buildings many times when you go to this building site you see the approvals on the building site sometimes with an x and later on the construction will continue so who gives these approvals i mean uh this these are very pathetic issues and i want to agree with the caller uh, sand filling is one of the challenge because when you sand fill the water pathway, and then the water will, of course, we have to also react. Um, dredging is another issue in Lagos State that needs to be addressed. Uh, filling of wetlands. So if I draw it back to the wetland, the water called wetlands. Wetlands are more like a buffer. Mm. When when the rain comes, they serve like a buffer to receive the water and then able to purify this water also to make it available and also to reduce the more flooding. But if you go around the city, most of these areas have been fulfilled. I think you are correct. Uh, we have been, as a as civil society, we have had so much dialogue with the government. There is a project where we have been having this dialogue, talking to them about addressing sand filling of wetlands, especially wetlands, around uh, Maryland, around Epe, around the Korodu, Many of these wetlands have been filled. Of course, the government needs to be uh, needs to give account for this. I know the former, the, I'm not sure. I guess the former commissioner for, I think, fiscal planning. If I'm correct, uh, the one that resigned recently. I think there was proactive actions early in his uh, in his uh, service to the state around Magodo, where they went around to actually demolish houses that were build on those uh, wetlands or on those areas. So I think the government needs to do more. So I, I think uh, the government needs to answer to this. I don't know why they step aside. I, say, well, I think these are the challenges uh, the government needs to address more. If those uh, places are being marked X, I wonder why they should continue building. So the question is, who is given this permit? Mm -hmm. So, some, so sometimes I think there's also uh, this uh, lack of synergy among these uh, government uh, MDAs. Uh, sometimes one ministry is doing that, another ministry is doing that. I think there's no, sometimes there's no synergy. And then it brings about uh, who is doing what at what point, who is responsible. I mean, if the Minister of the Environment, who's, who is saddled with responsibility of protecting wetlands, uh, says this wetland should be protected, then Minister of Fiscal Planning talked about building or development in the state. Where do we make this balance? I think that's one of the challenges of the government. There's need for uh, policy review and also defining of roles among this ministry so that we stop having these clashes of who is responsible. But these are the reality. Many of those spaces have been, have been sand filled and uh, and they're not supposed to be. So I think we need to look at into our physical plans. Uh, the Lagos State have what we call, maybe for the audience, if they have the opportunity, the Lagos State has what we call the Lagos Resilience Strategy. I think it's under review, uh, under the minutes, uh, under the, I can't remember which of this ministry now, Lagos State uh, Resilience Office. So there's this uh, action document that the state government is trying to work on. It's called Lagos Resilience Strategy. This defines some of the plans and uh, ideas that can help the state also fight against flooding. But uh, we leave some of these questions to the government to answer. But we, the civil society, the, the citizens, uh, the negotiations, and the private sector needs to come and ask more questions to support the, the work that the Lagos State Government is doing. Mm. 
quickly to, to add also, there is the Lagos State Climate Action Plan uh, 2022 to 2025. All these documents are uh, policy documents or that have been developed to address and uh, to work within the state. So I think many, I think there's a lot, there's need for many, many, many of the of negotiations to, 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 to get this document, to work on this, I mean, study this document and engage the government based on what has been stated in those documents. And I believe together we might, we might need to raise more voice concerning those issues. Mm. Thank you so much, Tony. Tony, you may, you may have to listen to uh, these messages we have here. I'm sure you have one or two responses uh, to give uh, as far as the messages are concerned. Good afternoon, Captain Smart. One of the biggest problems affecting the environment is plastics, uh, uh, styrofoam and poly bags called nylon bags. In the 80s, there was nothing like this on our streets because we have drinking water from our taps. Today, clean drinking water has disappeared and we have cultivated or rather uh, have no choice than to fall back to plastic water or pure water. And these have filled up our streets due to improper disposal and the waste management. Uh, people's attitude towards changing their hygiene uh, or way of life is another problem. The only way plastic and pure water bags will disappear is if Lagos State provide basic clean water and enforce laws that shop owners and polluters uh, will be arrested. Shop owners who use the side of the road as their dump site and polluters who throw off plastics from their cars or even dump their waste on the street. Lagos State government need to do, need to be hard on negotiations to achieve their aim in preventing climate crisis. And uh, another message here says, how does eating meat affect the environment? Binga from Ojodu, uh, that's his message. Uh, you may want to respond to that, uh, Twain. Yes, I'll start with the plastic. Absolutely right. The, the Hello, Tony, are you there? Okay, we seem to have lost connection uh, to Tony. While we try to get him back, I just to let you know that you can call us on the phone. 0700-923-923-923. That's the number that you can call. 0700-923-923-923. Uh, you can call us on that number or send us a message on WhatsApp. 0817-313-6193. That's 0817-313-6193. Hello, good evening to you. Dear customer, the oh. ATM number you <laughs> Hello. Hello, good evening, sir. Welcome. Thank you so much for calling. Tell us your name and where you're calling us from. Okay. I'm calling from Seoul. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Now, talking about drainage and flooding, well, the government, I, I like I keep on telling people, I don't blame the government. It's 5% of this problem comes from the people themselves. You understand? People are fond of not taking care of the environment. And I, I would strongly advise that Lagos State should bring back the environmental, start of the environmental day, whereby people are made to come out and clean the environment. And Lagos State provides vehicles that will take all the refuse within that have been cleared out. Look, let me give an example. I'm at right now. You understand? Mm. There are rubbish that have been packed out from the drainage and they are left by the side of the drainage mm. and they have not been moved away and mm. these things have been there close to two months three months now now 
Next thing that people are children and children in the area are playing on it, kicking it back into the drainage. And even even right now, I'm passing front of a mosque, they pack all their refuse on top of the drainage. Mm. And everything's going back into the drainage. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There has to be a system that works. There has to be a system that functions. You understand? And government needs to put this in place and enforce it. You understand? Mm. The major problem is enforcement of law here. People think they can defy anything and do anything. And the same thing happens with the people that approve, building approval for people. Let me give you an example. If you go to, if you, if you do, a, do a, plan, a building plan, you submit it for the approval, you understand? Now, what the approval team is supposed to do is come and inspect your land where you are building. Mm. They are supposed to come there, in, 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 uh, investigate. And when they are coming, they are supposed to come with somebody from the Bureau of Land from Lagos, which is supposed to be part of their team. Come and inspect your, where you are building, inspect your land. Check whether where you are building your building is within, is, is, is not somewhere that contravenes or is causing a blockage. You understand? Mm. If they do this thing adequately, we're supposed to be follow a due process. You understand? We won't be having this problem. The people that need to pop, they don't come there. They just approve. They look at your drawing. Oh, your, your city room is not uh, big enough. There's no cost ventilation. That is all they do. And they, once you see that you meet up with all the requirements of the drawing, they send your, your drawing for approval to structural and all those things. Mm. And all these things, I didn't Lagos they need to compile them and in the midst of environment, they don't come. They only come when you are building. They will tell you, oh, you don't have dustbin on your site. Or you don't have a uh, disposable toilet on your site. That's why they come there to come and meet you for that. That's maybe after your building has, your building has gone like uh, 60, 55%. They will now come and bring a conservation letter that they are looking for another way to find you. <laughs> like I said, everything is not about money. Yeah. The safety of the people is also very, very important. Mm. All right. And this needs to be done properly in this in this state or in this country. Let me put it. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Thank you so much for your contribution. We really do appreciate you. We are still making frantic efforts from the studio here to reconnect with our guest, um, uh, Tony uh, Onashua. Yeah, and we'll get him uh, very, very soon to rejoin us in, in the broadcast. Climate change is what we're discussing here today. Uh, we're looking at climate change in Lagos. You've been listening to Tony uh, for almost half an hour now. Uh, Tony, it's good to have you back. Thank you so much. And uh, apology, I don't know, the line went off. Okay. <laughs> we can understand that. So you were trying to speak to the question that uh, the, 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 the person who sent us a message on WhatsApp asked. Yeah, plastic. So, mm. yes. so I would say yes, the government needs to take a very strong stand against this plastic. Uh, I mean, we have neighboring countries Rwanda, Tanzania, nobody allowed plastic into their city. If it's need for us to start taxing those who produce it or who use it, I think that is necessary. As I said, there have been a lot of programs and campaigns also by the Lagos State uh, Waste Management Authority where they were promoting the buyback of plastics. Uh, so we have a lot of those programs going around the, the state. Uh, we have a lot of, um, there's one done called Sweep Foundation who is doing thing of, of plastic with the private sector. There's the, there's the alliance of um, plastic recycling. They are doing a lot to buy back plastic. So I think government needs to support more of those initiatives so that we can buy back the plastic. Uh, somebody might ask and say, but why can't we just do away with plastic? Uh, it's a big, that's a long journey. 
plastic is one of the byproducts of our crude oil. So as long as we produce crude oil, I think it will take a long time for us to eradicate plastic. But those ones that are of great menace to the community, like the sandalphone, I think we can say bye-bye to those kind of plastic. But those that can still be recycled, of course, those other plastic have second life. Plastic bottles can be recycled to make different products. You can use to make T-shirts. You can use to make bags. You can use to make a lot of things. So we must just develop a, a program that we have to face down. I, I use the word face down. That means gradual, gradual uh, eradication of plastic in our environment. But as you say, in the past, these things were not there. But these products have been made to make our life easier. But the environmental impact is higher than what they do to us. So there we need to have a lot of initiative that can buy back this plastic product to recycle or reduce the production of this plastic or we must avoid them totally. All our big supermarkets should start adopting the use of paper bags. I mean paper is from tree. This can easily decompose. So I think there's need for a change to shift in our mentality of using plastic and how to uh give them the second life they need yeah mm. and someone had also asked here uh the consumption of meat now how, how does that affect uh, the environment so that's a very uh clever question but it is true uh so i will just give you like an over a kind of a brief summary the lagos states have done what they call greenhouse gas inventory that means looking at the sectors that produce a lot of uh, gas emissions. So we look at transportation, which is mobility, or we look at uh, the waste industry, which produces also a lot of gases, and then the agri-sector is one. So agriculture is one of those sectors that have contributed to increase of the greenhouse gases. Uh, so how do I say that? So the meat, the, the animals you rear, uh, so those who do husbandry, when you rear the animal, example, if you are coming into Lagos, to Kara, uh, that's where we have a lot of those animals. If you go to that place and check, if you stand there for some minutes, number one is that that place, you, you, the, 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 I won't say the weather, the condition of that place is more, the is more hot in that place. Hmm. It's just to tell you that emission of what we call the gas, we call methane. Methane has more global potential than carbon dioxide. It can even cause more global warming. And then when somebody says eating meat, how does it contribute to climate change? Now, for you to have your meat, you need to breed this animal. You need to, I mean, you need to plant uh, uh, grasses to feed them. Then after then you take them to the abattoir. You have to kill them. You need a lot of water uh, I mean, to process these animals uh, uh, and then make it available to us in terms of our meat. These processes when you are looking at the impact on climate we have to look at the footprint we call it carbon footprint how much of these activities or process produce carbon dioxide how much do we generate emission do we generate by all this transportation of the animal cleaning of the animal freezing i mean freezing of the animal and the rest and the rest so when one say eating meat does it contribute to climate change then you need to go back and look at the carbon footprint of producing the meat so if you calculate this carbon footprint then it shows you how much uh, emission of gases that comes from those processes 
So when anybody is trying to bring an analogy between maybe the food you eat, the transportation, your office work, the water you consume, the question is, what is the amount of carbon footprint that you are producing from these activities? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 0700-923-923-923 is the number that you can call uh, to speak to Tony this evening. We're discussing climate change in Lagos. Uh, you, you heard from Tony the effects, uh, the causes of the change in the climate and what we can do uh, to actually be on, to not be on the wrong side of the changes in the climate. The ozone layer is being depleted. That's no longer news. But what can we do uh, to stay safe as uh, that continues to happen? We'll talk to one or two more callers before we call it a wrap on the program this evening. Hello, good evening to you. Hello. Hello, can you hear us? Good evening. Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Tell us your name and where you're calling us from. 0700-923-923-923 is the number that you can call. So, Tony, uh, because we're running out of time, uh, let me ask you, it might sound like a simple question uh, or uh, like a broken record. Uh, you might say someone is sounding like a broken what, what can, just in one sentence, what can people do, the people who live in Lagos, uh, despite the fact that you go everywhere and you see all these plastic bottles and all of that. Yesterday, I was driving to work and uh, over the bridge, I looked and I saw I saw at a jetty, I saw just by, by, by the bridge there, you could see plastic bottles have covered almost a substantial part of the jetty, you know, where you have boats and all of that. And you begin to ask, what can people really do to, to stay safer, you know, to make sure the environment is not too dangerous for us at this time but let's talk to this caller first hello good evening to you yeah hello good evening my name is godwin Njoko. i'm calling from egondo godwin quickly you have uh, just one minute on the clock go ahead quickly okay um i want another aspect of it is what are we also doing to consume the carbon that we produce for instance mm. we know that if you plant a whole lot of trees the, the trees will absorb carbon dioxide and another gases and give us oxygen but you see that we just pay lip service to tree planting. There was a time we used to launch tree planting campaigns annually, and people are meant to plant trees around their houses and in the farms and everywhere. The other time, the president told us we'll plant 25 million trees using youth and all that. We just talk about these things and we don't do it. If every home in Lagos is well planted up, the trees will absorb these things, and then we'll be better for it. That's my contribution. Thank you so much. So, Tony, you might just be making your uh, final comments on the program in, in just a minute as we go. Okay, quickly. Thank you. The last caller, I think, was one of the basic things we need to do. Plant more trees. Support the government every July 14th. Let's plant more trees. Number two, please do not throw your waste in the drainage. There are a lot of programs in the city that are buying back the plastic. One is PACAM by the Lagos State Waste Management Authority. Please download the app you'll be paid for giving back your plastic. So those ways, there are many ways that you can get money from your plastic, your aluminum can, your battery, your tires, your papers, all these things can produce wealth for you. Did, did, you, did you say if they download the app, they can be paid for returning the plastics? Yes. yes. Wow. Please, how, how, how do they download the app? I know Legoshans would like to download that. Please go to Play Store. Just look for PAKAM, P-A-K-A-M. It's by the Lagos State Government. Please, let's support them. That's a good initiative. You get a wallet. Each each of your kilogram is about 20 to 40, 20 to 40 naira per kg. Mm. 
get that in your wallet and anytime you can catch the money. I have the PACAM is working. Please reach out to Lagos State Waste Management Authority. Mm. There are many other ones in the other private sector. We have in the city, we have recycling points. We have one other one, I can't remember the name. It's recycler. These people are giving products, I mean, giving prizes, and we're going to Christmas. Reach out to them to give back your plastic. For the Christmas coming, please keep your plastic separate, separate your waste at home. The organic can go, the organic waste can go into your farm, into the ground to produce more food for us. Mm-hmm. This we can absorb carbon dioxide. Plastic papers, keep that aside. Papers can be used for to, uh, for, to make a recyclable toilet roll. Right. Or, so a lot of things can be done. So lastly, please let's keep our environment clean and let's try to live LD. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tony Oshaniwa, Executive Director and Founder, Nature Cares Resource Center. Thank you so much for your time on Rethinking Lagos this Thursday. Thank you so much for having me. Mm. Thank you. And that's our program for today. Join us again next Thursday at 4 p.m. for another package. Captain Smart is my name.